Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It's a final from Petco Park. And your Milwaukee Brewers have shut out the San Diego Padres in game two of their series. Welcome into the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball postgame show, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. You might be thinking, whose voice is that? I haven't heard this guy on the radio before. Well, it's Dan Plucker. I'm the executive producer of the Wendy's Big Show, filling in for Tim Allen today. I'll be doing it a couple times this season and doing it tonight. On this uh, new day, actually. Good morning, everybody. It's Wednesday. Uh, and here we are talking a little bit of Brewers baseball. What a terrific performance it was for Corbin Burns making history and continuing to make history on this historic start to a season. It has been for someone who is emerging as a, an ace and as potentially the best pitcher in baseball. We'll get more into that in a little bit. A lot of help on the offensive end from some unknown names, some guys you wouldn't expect yet again for this Brewers roster. The last two nights, that has been the case. Billy McKinney with another excellent game. And let's get into this recap. You ready to go, Evan? You ready for the recap here? Let's do it. Let's I do also it. just want to say happy National Drug Testing Day. 421. <laughs> On the eve of 420. Makes sense. All right. So top of the first inning, Jackie Bradley first pitch grounds out to the shortstop. And Paddock really has it working. 10 pitch inning for him. Two Ks gets right through it. Burns responds himself in the bottom of the first. Great location of his fastball and cutter to open up this game. Two Ks himself in that first inning. So the starters kind of fighting back and forth through the first frame. Top of the second, Travis Shaw gets a hold of one right to deep center. Home run in most ballparks, but Trent Grisham 
the former Brewer, leaps at the wall, makes a great catch. It wouldn't have been a home run in this ballpark, but it was a great play nonetheless from Grisham. Narvaez, a six-pitch at bat, flew out to Tommy Pham, and then Hira, another tough performance for the Brewers' second-slash-first baseman, a ground out to end the inning. Bottom of the second, let's go to... And Paddock still has it working. One, two, three inning he's got for this Brewers team. Sorry, the Burns in the bottom of the second. He struck out Will Myers. Ground ball to Robertson ends the inning. Solid work for him. Top of the third is when things get really interesting for the Brewers offense. They get moving. Billy McKinney home run the, hits this home run to deep center. 2-2 two, two pitch. And that's hit in the air into right center field. He hit it well, and it's gone. Second home run in as many nights for Billy McKinney, and the Brewers jump out to a 1 nothing lead. That's just a nice short stroke, Matty. Stayed right on it. Yeah, it was a changeup that did not get as low as Paddock wanted. And like you heard from that call there, Ms. McKinney's second home run in the last two games, and Burns kept it going. He was the next up to bat, got one past Jerks and Profar, should have been labeled a hit. I will die on that hill, should have been labeled a hit, but was ruled an error for some reason. He reached second base after Jackie Bradley grounded out to the pitcher. Vogelbach comes to the plate, singles to left field. Burns gets to third. Any other base runner probably scores, but since it's your pitcher, you're going to hold him. And then Avisail Garcia comes to the plate, and this was a crucial moment in this ballgame. He gets down 0-2 after two ugly swings and misses at, at uh, off-speed pitches, and he earns a walk, fights all the way back, earns a walk, gets the bases loaded for Travis Shaw, who hits this double, scoring two runs. And they are loaded. Chance for a big third here for the crew. And Shaw rips one down the line, and that is a fair ball. Burns is in. Coming in is the big man Vogel back in a two-run double for Shaw, and it's 3 nothing Brewers. My goodness, how quick were those hands? You see that swing? Travis Shaw, man, coming back and playing a great season thus far for your Milwaukee Brewers. That's his 14th and 15th RBI on the year. He's now tied for fifth in Major League Baseball and RBIs. What a weapon, what an addition, what a find or refind, I guess, for David Stearns. He's been producing like none other for this team, and it's been great to have him back. Then next batter, Omar Narvaez, keeps it going, pokes one into left field, scoring Garcia, and a play at the plate for Travis Shaw. Runners at second and third. As Omar Narvaez steps to the plate, and he sends one into left field, a base hit. Garcia's in. Here comes Shaw. Throw to the plate, and not in time. Shaw is in. And it's a five-run inning for the crew. Milwaukee scores four of their five runs in the inning with two outs, and they bat around for the fifth time this season already. The bats have woken up, people. I mean, we were talking earlier in the year about when are these bats going to wake up? When is this going to happen? Is the Brewers' offense going to be good? Well, tonight they were great. Hira, though, not so much. Strikes out to end the inning. Paddock 
has 50 pitches through the first three. The Padres starter not getting exactly what he wanted to open up this game. They trail five to nothing. Brewers have the lead heading into the bottom of the third and Burns just keeps working his magic strikes out the side for his fourth, fifth and sixth strikeout of the game, nine up nine down for the Padres. And it looks like he's going to be cruising to another win today. And he does just that top of the fourth and uh, the Brewers don't really get it going. Robertson had a nice single into right field, but that ended rather quickly. Corbin Burns strikes out. Bradley Jr. sends a shot to first baseman Hosmer, but he made a nice play on it, picked it, tagged first base, ended the inning. Bottom of the fourth, Keston Hero with a long run to end the inning or to start the inning into foul territory, makes a nice grab. Not known necessarily for his defense, but he made a couple plays tonight that made him look pretty good. A pro far, he singled to right on a full count. So that was the first hit of the game for the San Diego Padres. Burns, another strikeout, responds right back. And Cronenworth strikes out there. Hosmer hits a chopper to shortstop Robertson, next batter. He dives into first base, and he's safe. And jerks and Profar somehow. I I didn't see what happened. The camera angle didn't show it on the TV, but Profar wound up at third base there. So it was first and third with two outs. And then, are you kidding me? McKinney makes an excellent play in left field. They're at the corners for Will Myers. And there's a drive hit into left field on the run. McKinney lays out and makes a spectacular catch. My goodness, what a play by Billy McKinney to keep the Padres off the board. I, oh my, does it get any better than that? I mean, foolish. That is your are you kidding me moment of the game. It didn't just save one run. It likely saved two, and it kept the Padres' momentum at bay. They did not get back into this ball game then, and it did not happen for the rest of the game. So what, what a play and what a performance by McKinney today. A solid, solid game that he's had and a, a, a really good group of games he's put together over the last few days with Yelich out. What an addition he's been. Top of the fifth, we go to, and Vogelbach strikes out. Garcia strikes out, and Travis Shaw strikes out. Paddock gets all three of them rung up. Strikes out the side. Bottom of the fifth, let's go to, and you're starting to see Burns a little bit rattled here. You know, we kind of saw it at the end of the last inning. He gave up a couple hits, and then if it weren't for, are you kidding me, McKinney in left field, it would have been a much different ball game. Tommy Pham singles to right to lead off the fifth, then Burns hits Ha Sung Kim, the third baseman, and you can kind of feel the game, like I said, slipping away from Burns just a little bit, but he fights back and strikes out the catcher Campusano on a low cutter right down the middle. The Padres, knowing they need to get back into this game, pinch hit. Paddock's day is over. He had one earned run, should have been more, again, because they reeled they ruled Burns hit an error and uh, he, so yeah, so Paddock had one earned run, five hits in five innings, 79 pitches, seven strikeouts for the Padres starter. Jorge Mateo comes in to pinch hit and he delivers a base hit to center field 
on a diving attempt for Jackie Bradley Jr., though. And you might say, oh, well, he dove. It's going to get behind him. But it was enough. It was enough to keep Tommy Pham at third base. He could not round third and score. And so the bases are loaded for the San Diego Padres. And for the second time in as many innings, it looks like the Padres could get a run on the board. But Burns does it again. Another strikeout gets Trent Grisham to check swing on a pitch and third base umpire Corey Blazer makes probably one of the biggest calls of the game and calls that check swing a strike three. But it's not over yet. Jerickson Profar, the second baseman, comes to the plate. He's a 340 hitter with the bases loaded in his career. And this is what happens. Doesn't matter. Didn't get strikeout number 10. He gets a harmless ground ball to Keston Hero as Burns turns back the threat. A little bit of a clutch gene there from Corbin Burns gets out of it, and the Brewers keep their 5 to nothing lead. Six inning Nick Ramirez coming in relief for Chris Paddock. Narvaez puts one right back up the middle and gets a rude awakening for Ramirez. That's one of his three hits on the day. A great performance from him. But then Keston Hira being behind him kind of hurt the Brewers a little bit today, and they may have to consider moving him even further down the lineup if he can't get his at-bats figured out. Falls to 0 for 3 on the day. McKinney swings and misses for strike three, and maybe the most tragic part of this ballgame happened here. Omar Narvaez stole second base. It happened. But in the strikeout, for whatever reason, everybody's all confused. Narvaez is on his way back to first. And you're thinking, well, what the heck is going on here? Well, Mark Rippinger behind the plate got in the way of Padres catchers Luis Campesino's windup as he was throwing to second base to try to attempt the out. And for whatever reason, I don't know if I've ever seen this in baseball where the umpire said, my bad, and Narvaez went from his first ever major league stolen base Back from second, he had to go to first. Tragic. Tragic. I feel so heartbroken for Omar Narvaez tonight. Bottom of the six, we go. Corbin Burns gets Cronenworth to fly out to left to start the inning. Hosmer hits a line drive. He had a couple hard hit balls Eric Hosmer did tonight, but it was right to Avisail Garcia. And Corbin Burns finishes his day striking out Will Myers for the second time. Ten strikeouts. No walks again for Corbin Burns in six innings on the day. Only four hits allowed. He becomes one of the first pitchers, excuse me, the first pitcher since 1901 to have 40 strikeouts and no walks through their first four starts. If you would have told me that a pitcher would do that ever, I would be shocked. But if you were to tell me that they would do it in a Milwaukee Brewers uniform, I would be even more stunned going back to a few years ago when this pitching staff had nobody. Now you have legitimate stars at the top of your rotation and maybe the best rotation in baseball. What a performance from Burns. And again, he's leading he's leading Major League Baseball in several categories now, including ERA. It's down to .37 on the season. And that is good enough for first place. Better than Jacob deGrom. Better than uh, Carlos Rodon, who threw the no-hitter last week. Burns has been excellent. Hands down, probably the NL Cy Young 
winner at this point. It would, I don't know who else you would even put in the conversation. DeGrom is up there, but it's Burns right now. He has been the best pitcher in baseball so far this year. Top of the seventh, Jace Peterson pinch hits for Burns, flies out to center. Bradley strikes out, making it 0 for 4 on the day so far to this point. Vogelbach gets a base hit, singles to right center, his second hit of the day. And then Avisel Garcia hit one hard to left field, all the way back to the warning track, all the way back to the wall. But Tommy Pham makes a nice grab on the warning track to end the inning. Bottom of the seventh, Eric Yardley comes in relief with a five-run lead. Makes sense. A guy who's been kind of struggling, and that's kind of what you're going to see for the rest of this game from the Brewers' bullpen and Craig Council's decision-making. He put in Eric Yardley there. Jace Peterson, who pinch hit for Burns, moves to second base. Hira goes to first, replaces Vogelbach. And Yardley, like I said, needed a good pitching performance today. On the first pitch, though, of the first batter, he he lines one just above the glove of Robertson at short for a single. And then the Padres see a chance. They put in Fernando Tatis Jr., who pinch hits and grounds one into the gap between short and third for a base hit. First and second, two outs. And Craig Council's at that top step. And even beyond that top step, he took a couple of steps onto the field considering pulling Yardley, but instead let him go at Trent Grisham. And it was the right decision as Grisham hit one right up into the infield for an easy snag by Shaw to end the threat and to end the inning. Top of the eighth, Pierce Johnson in for Nick Ramirez after Tatis pinch hit. Shaw strikes out swinging. Narvaez gets his third hit of the ball game. Hira swings and misses at a ball that bounces a foot in front of the plate. He was 0 for 4 on the night and is now hitting 118 on the year. I don't know if things could be much worse from for Kesson Hira right now. He looks completely lost at the plate, and the Brewers desperately need for him to rebound if they're going to make a pennant race and even further. And then McKinney grounds out to Hosmer to end the inning. Let's go to the bottom of the eighth. Boxberger replaces Yardley and does very well. Strikes out the side. Even though there was a little bit of an error in the inning, a ground ball to Shaw. He double pumps. Throws it short. Hira attempting a pick play, but sends it straight up into the air on the pick. He doesn't grab the ball. Eric Hosmer reaches safely. Didn't really matter, but it was an error in the Brewers' only error on the day. Top of the ninth, Craig Stammen comes in to pitch for Pierce Johnson. Strikes out Daniel Robertson. The Brewers' 12th strikeout of the game, and they had 13. Then Jace Peterson does it, does it for the first time this season. Hits a home run. Break up the A's. Yeah. Ten in a row. Peterson with a fly ball hit back into deep center field. Grisham going back, and that's gone. Jace Peterson, dead center. Sends one out of here, and it's six to nothing. Little more insurance there for the Brewers. Six to nothing. Peterson's first home run of the season. But not much happened after that. Jackie Bradley avoided going that dreaded 0 for 5 on the night. He got a single. Tyrone Taylor pinch hit for Boxberger there, but he struck out, unfortunately, but it was a pretty decent at bat for the kids. Seven pitch at bat, and that was after he fell 0-2. You have to be encouraged for what Tyrone Taylor has done to open up this season in his major league campaign this season. 
Garcia, another hard hit ball, but it was right at the right fielder, Will Myers, to wrap up the inning. The crew heads into the last half inning with a six to nothing lead. And Craig Council goes to Drew Rasmussen to finish this one off. And he does so very well. Two strikeouts to end the inning. No, one strikeout, excuse me, to end the game. He struck out Campusano. And now through two games, your Brewers, your Milwaukee Brewers have two wins in San Diego against one of the best teams, not only in the National League, but in baseball. The Brewers struck out 14 batters tonight and are just looking like a really solid baseball team right now, folks. It is very exciting to see what your Milwaukee Brewers are doing right now. Join the conversation, 414-799-1250, as the Brewers win this one in San Diego at Petco Park, 6 to nothing. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragway and Union Grove. We'll have more coming up next. Where did this one turn? It's time for the turning point of the game. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on the fan. Doesn't matter. Didn't get strikeout number 10. He gets a harmless ground ball to Keston Hero as Burns turns back to threat. Yeah, that was a big moment in this baseball game as your Milwaukee Brewers win their 10th game of the year. They're now 10-7. and seven. I'm Dan Plucker in for Tim Allen today. And that was right in the heart of the bottom of the fifth inning as Burns maybe faced his first trouble of this ball game with the bases loaded, two outs, Well, let's go back. The base is loaded one out. He strikes out Trent Grisham and then gets that ground ball to wrap up the inning from Jerickson Profar, who hit 340 in his career in 50 at-bats with the bases loaded. What a huge play in this ballgame and the turning point for sure in this one. Either that or, you know, the McKinney diving play the inning before. Both those really big turning point moments of this game. And now I kind of want to get into this a little bit because the Brewers are doing this. They're beating not good baseball teams, but one of the best teams in baseball without some of their best offensive threats. No Yelich, no Kane, no Colton Wong, and these guys are still finding a way to get it done. And it's not necessarily the guys you would think of after that. Avisel Garcia has been good, but not great the last few games. Kesson Hero, we all know the hitter that he's been the last few weeks. Jackie Bradley Jr., another guy they're paying a bunch of money to. Not necessarily being, I mean, he did come off an eight-game hitting streak, but he's not, today at least, he did not have his best performance. And in this series, he's not necessarily having his best performance. No, they're finding it in the Omar Narvaez's of the world, the Travis Shaw's of the world. The Billy McKinney's for Pete's sake. I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of this year with the schedule that the Milwaukee Brewers had to open this season up, that if Yelich and Kane and Colton Hero were all Colton Hero, Colton Wong were all hurt, 
and Hero was hitting the way that he is, that they would be three games over 500 and one game away from sweeping one of the best teams in the National League, I would think you're crazy. Vincent in Anaheim, what do you think? Hey, what's up, man? Yeah, man, that's my, my thoughts exactly, man. It was funny. Tim said, who's going to step up? Who, what guy's going to step up to help get wins when the, you know, the, you know, the, our all-stars are out? And, you know, it shows you Billy McKinney. He's stepping up. I like Tyrod Taylor, man. I, I'm, I'm a Tyrod Taylor guy, man. I always Me see, too. Uh, no, I'm totally with you there, Vincent. He comes up, man. But I also like Dee Gordon. So I'm thinking maybe, you know, I don't want to send, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. down or, or, you know, maybe just put on the bench and put D. Gordon in. But those are just my ideas, man. So, I, But I believe, man, they're stepping up. For sure, and Vincent. I, I love when they give a Corbin Burns the support he deserves, man. He, he's lights out. I thought he was going to go. I was thinking perfect game, no hitter. And I was thinking in my head because I, I couldn't watch or listen to the game. I just go by, by the box scores because I'm at work. So I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe. But then, you know, those two hits he gave up. So it's, it's all good, man. But I like seeing that. We got to give our pitchers, our starters, the support they need so they can just ease into it, man. They can make a little bit more mistakes. They don't, they, you know, we can still hold them. And good job for our ball pin not giving up no runs, man. That's how you show a good game. Even though we had a, a huge lead, don't give up no runs. Get your respect, baby. And that's what the Brewers are doing. Absolutely, Vincent. Thanks for the call all the way out there in California. And he hit it on the head. I, I really like what Tyrone Taylor's been doing so far this season, too. He's had a couple nice at-bats, pinch hitting, and... For a young guy, that's all you can really ask. And for, what is he, the fifth, sixth outfielder on this team? Seventh, eighth behind Lorenzo Cain and Yelich when they're healthy? I I wholeheartedly agree. And D. Gordon, he he mentioned him too. That, that guy does excite me. The second baseman, shortstop, infielder that can come in and honestly was brought in to replace Orlando Arcia. And if he can come in and be a better hitter than the 118 hitter that Daniel Robertson is right now, I mean, we can see him playing a pretty big role, I think, on this roster going forward. Another name to maybe look out for of the guys you weren't necessarily looking at. And also, credit to Vincent again. I mean, we're talking about this Brewers pitching that has been lights out this season, and they should have more wins than they do. They they should. They should, they should have more wins than they do this year. The starting pitching has carried them to these 10 wins so far. And it's great when the offense responds like they did tonight, putting up six runs, where you can feel after that third inning, I, after that third inning where the Brewers put up five runs, I looked at Evan and I said, Evan, you know, the show's going to be good tonight because the Brewers are going to win. Because that, that's, what it, that's what it is. When you have guys like Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser is being underrated as heck right now. He's pitching so well, but because of the emergence of Freddie Peralta and the Cy Young season that Corbin Burns is having, and not just Cy Young award season, no, I'm talking the Cy Young himself season that Corbin Burns is having to this point, and Brandon Woodruff being the ace out there. When you can have offensive performances like this, the Brewers are not going to lose baseball games. They won't. Especially if the bullpen wakes up a little bit itself, too. Mike, on the south side, what do you got for me? Hey, guys. How are you, Mike? Uh, you know my voice. It ain't that good. That's right. We appreciate you calling in. Padres, payroll, tragic. Uh, the broadcast... 
I think he asked Bill Schrader, Schroeder. Schroeder. Thought about this team. Sick. I love that. No Yelich, no Kane, no Wong. No worries. We got backups holding down the fort. I think they got two of these pictures from the RC deal. Who knows what's coming with that? Cy Young for Burns. And that next home game, it's going to be crazy. No doubt, Mike. Home on a winning streak. And I want Tim Allen. I know he's listening. Tim Allen, call in. All right. Appreciate the call, Mike. Yeah, no, this would be a great night for Tim Allen to be on. Uh, He's probably sleeping at this point, to be honest with you, at 1233 in the morning. Happy Wednesday morning to all of you. I'm, I'm so excited about this Brewers team. Like Mike said, they're sick. This is a sick baseball team. They are because we're, we're talking about all the guys that aren't playing right now. And the down year that we're seeing from Keston Hira, you can see the puzzle pieces coming together here. And you have to be excited about the future of this baseball team this season in the short term and in the long term. But this season feels like it could be special for the Milwaukee Brewers. It does. Do you agree? 414-799-1250 is the number if you want to join the conversation. We're going to hit a quick break here. We got Omar Narvaez coming up. We got Corbin Burns coming up. Hopefully we have Craig Council coming up. All this great audio coming from Petco Park as the Brewers win 6 to nothing and are one game away from sweeping the San Diego Padres. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Baseball postgame show driven by... Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. More coming next. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. Runners at second and third. As Omar Narvaez steps to the plate, and he sends one into left field, a base hit. Garcia's in. Here comes Shaw. Throw to the plate, and not in time. Shaw is in. And it's a five-run inning for the crew. Yeah, it was the biggest inning of the ball game. Narvaez with a two-RBI single in the top of the third to make the game Five to nothing. All highlights courtesy of Bally Sports Wisconsin. Matt LePay and Rock on the call doing a great job as always. And there he was. Omar Narvaez off to probably the best start of his career. And he, right now he's the most consistent hitter in the Brewers lineup. Three for four tonight. Two RBIs. He's up to 386 on the season after this game against the San Diego Padres, and he talked after the game. Here it is. Omar, just what can you say about how fun it is to catch a guy performing at the level that Corbin... Any questions for Omar? Can you you hear me? Questions for Omar one more time. Yep, can you hear me now? Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear Adam? I hear everybody. Okay. Oh, Omar, I was just asking, um, how fun is it to 
to handle a guy like Corbin Burns when he's performing at the level he's performing at right now? Not only Corbin, I think it's the whole the whole staff doing what they're doing is is really impressive. You know, like um, they're dominating the strike zone. They know what they're doing. They uh, there's not a wasting pitch because they they every pitch mean for everybody. So um, I think every pitch is really dangerous right now for for us. Uh, Omar, um, that's a really good lineup the Padres have, and Woodruff and Burns gave them one run in 12 innings. Your two best starters, uh, I mean, they're really coming through for the team, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, actually, um, you know, it's really easy to call the game when, some, when you know, everybody's hitting the spot and uh, everybody's throwing a lot of strikes. Um, you know, both of them got the ability to keep people off balance, so... Uh, like I said, it's, it's really easy to call a game when you got a guy in the mound like that. Do you, uh, do you think McKinney had any chance to get to that ball in the corner? Uh, honestly, no. But all, all my faith was, was with him when I saw him running. So I was like, come on, Billy, come on. But, uh, you know, Billy is, uh, you know, Keep uh, peace for us right now. Uh, you know the the, uh, the energy that he brings, um, the abs that he brings right now is I think uh, it's been really helpful helpful having Billy in the lineup. Uh, Omar, that when the, when they had the bases loaded and Grisham was up, you guys called a curveball and you blocked it in the dirt got him to offer at it. That was a key out right there, wasn't it? It was, um, especially uh, when he knows what bonus throws. It's kind of, you know, it's not easy to call, call uh, the game with him, knowing what um, Corbin throws, especially in 30 B. I was like, okay, well, uh, roll the dice right here and then uh, try to get him out. Anybody else for Omar? Omar, we, we haven't asked you about your own hitting. You're swinging the bat great. Uh, do you feel pretty locked in right now? Yeah, I mean, actually, um, yesterday I felt like I was doing too much. So I today I kind of simplified what I was doing and just play the game, have fun, and uh, don't try to overdo and, and uh, you know, just be me. Omar, um, you know, everyone thought that the pitching was going to be the strength of this team, but did you think that they were capable of being this good or this consistent to start the season? Yes. The, the whole, I feel, feel like the whole team is um, that good to do what we're doing right now. Man, I feel so bad for Omar Narvaez. I feel so bad that his pitching staff is this good that he gets one question in the entire interview about his hitting right now. Because he's, like I said, he's probably the most consistent Milwaukee Brewers hitter in the lineup right now. And he got asked one question about how hot he is. But to be fair, I mean, when you have a pitching staff that is pitching as well as it is and Corbin Burns being the absolute monster on the mound that he has been through his first four starts, 
you have to you have to ask the catcher about him. You have to ask the guy who's calling the signals, leading the game, because really that's what Narvaez does from behind the plate. That's the catchers are so underrated for what they do for a pitcher. And Corbin Burns and all the pitchers have been lights out with Narvaez being behind the plate this year. Now let's hear from the starter from Cy Young himself, Corbin Burns. Hey, Corbin, we were just talking to council, especially about your fourth and fifth innings. Uh, you know, you had some earlier starts where you were on cruise control, but tonight you had to fight, didn't you, to get through those innings and get a great catch from Billy. Yeah, yeah, no, we definitely had a grind there in the fourth and fifth. Um, you know, kind of lost the field, the breaking stuff, which is going to make it tough to, to put some guys away. Um, yes, yeah, so we had to kind of mix and match with the with the cutter and the sinker there a little bit, but uh, – yeah, great play by Billy to, to, to get us out of that inning. And then great job by Omar back there. So keeping keeping some dirt balls in front and keeping us uh keeping guys out there. So it was good. Uh good job all around there. Corbin, do you think Billy was gonna get to that ball? I saw him tracking it the whole way. Um, you know, I was more impressed that actually, you know, Will Myers got to that pitch that was in there. I mean, it was it was probably on the chalk in the batter's box in, and he managed to pull his hands in. Um, so it, it jammed up pretty good. So it was hanging up in the air. Um, so I thought I was going to have a chance. And then when he laid out and caught it, I mean, that was, that was by far the play of the year. Really nice, uh, really nice block by Omar too, on that curveball you threw to Grisham to strike him out. I mean, you, you know, you got to really commit to that you and Omar, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Omar, was uh, was probably the player of the game tonight, making some good good blocks back there, calling a game and, and hit the ball really well. So it was it was good to see. Corbin, how how much credit does he deserve for just what you've been able to do as well? Because I know you know you've said you've you've focused a lot right on on building that relationship and being comfortable with Omar behind the plate. Like, are we seeing that develop now? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he deserves most of the credit. He's the one that is back there almost every night and uh, seeing the hitters and, and um, you know, in on our pitchers meetings, putting the game plans together. And he's one that's, um, you know, back there sticking to it. I mean, I, I think I shook him one time tonight. Um, so it's, you know, I think most of the credit goes to him. He's back there putting the signs down and I'm just doing my best to hit the targets. Um, so it's, it's awesome. And, you know, like, like I say tonight, he kept a bunch of balls in front with the, uh, with the bases loaded. So, Trust is fully there that I can, um, you know, spike a curveball in the dirt and try to get a swing and miss, knowing that he's gonna gonna keep it in front of him. Corbin, we know you're so process oriented, so I don't even know if you're gonna like this question, but you're doing stuff where people have to go look in the record books back to 1893, and they can't find anything like this. Uh, what does that? What, what can you say about that? that? That you're doing something that no one's ever done before. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I'll take the rest of the uh, you know, rest of the night to, to kind of reflect on it. Um, you know, I've heard it from everyone in the clubhouse, so um, you know, it's kind of hard to escape it right now. So you know, tonight we'll kind of reflect on it and you know, enjoy it and kind of celebrate a little bit tonight. But then uh, you know, we're back at it tomorrow, and um, I think I got, I got an extra day this week, so you know, back at it and start preparing for for the next one. You're lucky you have people like us to keep reminding you of it, right, Corbin? <laughs> yeah, we got not get a big. How do you not get a big head? <laughs> yeah, I've got, I got you guys. I got Shogger. I got Mike here. I mean, everyone. Hey, you said a reason. I, I know. I know. It's just thanks, and let's move on. Yeah, I don't think we're going to be moving on anytime soon, Corbin. With the way he is out there pitching right now, first pitcher since 1901 
1901. It's been 120 years. The first pitcher since 1901 to have 40 strikeouts and no walks in his first four appearances, in his first four starts. Absurd. Unfathomable what Corbin Burns is doing on the field right now. We'll hear from his skipper, Craig Council, coming up next. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin baseball postgame show driven by Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. More coming next. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Craig, it's um, we're sort of running out of questions to ask you about Corbin Burns because he just keeps being so good, but now up to zero walks and 40 strikeouts. And the numbers are getting nutty, aren't they? Well, he's pitching really well. And so he, you know, he's er- he's earning those numbers um, because of how well he's pitching. And uh, I, you know, tonight he had to make some pitches in the in the fifth. Um, and he had to kind of gut out an inning, and we, we got an unbelievable defensive play to get him through the fourth. Uh, I think it was the fourth. And um, so, you know, it was a little bit tougher outing where he had to make some pitches, um, but he did. Um, and that's what that's what good pitchers do. Craig, that McKinney play, I saw Corbin told Sophia he thought that changed the course of the game. Um, I don't know what kind of angle you had, but did you think he was going to get to that? I, I, I didn't really see him make – I didn't see him make the play. I was kind of just listening for the fan reaction as much as anything. So, um, I, I didn't – I had no idea. I thought there was a chance, but but had no idea. But it was, a, it was an un- incredible play. And um, – I mean, it changed Corbin's night. I know that. Uh, you know that inning's still going. Um, he's got to get another out. We're probably got bullpen action, and, and question whether he goes out there for the sixth. So um, it was a huge play. It was two, two two run play. Yeah, it was a huge, huge play in this ball game. Billy McKinney making that amazing diving play you're gonna be seeing it tonight and tomorrow on sports center what a catch from billy mckinney i think corbin burns owes him a cake or a car or i guess however much money corbin burns is making and is willing to gift his good buddy in left field making that spectacular play and forward looking into tomorrow milwaukee brewers facing padres in game three wrapping up the series Adrian Hauser on the mound. He's one and two with a 3.14 ERA. Giving up a couple homers this season. If he can keep those down, he's going to be right at the top of this rotation with Burns, Woodruff, and Peralta. He's been pitching pretty well this season. He'll be facing Denilson Lamette from the Padres. It'll be his first start of the year. A promising young pitcher that the Padres have in their rotation and a guy that they expect to be, you know, a, a Brandon Woodruff, uh, Corbin Burns, not Corbin Burns level, but a Freddie Peralta within their rotation this season. First pitch will be at 310 tomorrow. So after back-to-back night games, y'all can... Uh, Wake up tomorrow morning, listen to this podcast, the podcast of this show, and 
enjoy some afternoon baseball where you can actually watch it and not fall asleep while you're while you're enjoying a little bit of Brewers baseball. What a game tonight. The Brewers win six to nothing. The the names you don't expect stepping up, playing a massive role. Guys like Billy McKinney, guys like Omar Narvaez, guys like Travis Shaw really keeping this baseball team together right now with the offensive production that they're having. Hopefully Yelich, Kane, Wong back in the next couple of weeks and we see this offense just explode. And if they can do that with this pitching that the Milwaukee Brewers have, they are going to be a special baseball team and go on a special run this season. I mean, you just have to be excited. I don't I don't know how in a recap like that you cannot be excited for this Milwaukee Brewers team even at almost 1 in the morning. The Brewers are they're they're on a potential championship run. I know Tim likes to do his your 2021 MLB champions, you know, that's that's Tim's shtick every single season, but this year if the offense and the bullpen can improve the Brewers are going to be one of the favorites to make a World Series. MLB just ranked them as their top five, their number five team in baseball. They're getting the respect that they haven't been getting the last couple of years, and they've been earning that respect, just like Council was saying for Corbin Burns in his last couple of minutes there. That's going to wrap it up for today's show. I'm Dan Plucker filling in for Tim Allen, going to be doing it a couple more times this season. Evelyn Heffelfinger, great job behind the glass a great show and more tomorrow more baseball tomorrow if not here then there we'll talk to you again milwaukee